0: evening, everyone. Broadcasting live, March 23rd. Just reading the commentary. To our quote today, our quote talks about helpful people. Three, three helpful people, actually. These three people are helpful to people who live with them. The commentary points out that they're of great benefit to an ka pugalasa. To a person who lives with them stays with them. Of course, in the time of the Buddha, there was no internet. There weren't even books that they wrote this stuff down on. So you had to go off into the forest to find a teacher. The um, did I just? Crash the computer, no, okay. Now stopped working. Um, so there's these three, these three type of people and they can be understood on different levels. But I think what's interesting to me is the three concepts of what's important to be imparted to so someone who gives these things is helpful. Why? Because these things are helpful. So what is helpful, going to the Buddha for, for refuge, the Dhamma for refuge, the Sangha for refuge. Someone who helps you do that is useful, is of great use because going for refuge is of great use. thought about this one for a while because that can be understood on different levels. The most obvious one is you do a ceremony where you say buddhang saranangachami, sanghang I go to the Buddha for refuge, I go to the dhamma for refuge, I go to the sangha for refuge. And the meaning of sarana here is avasaya, support for help. I take them as my support. Um, beyond just a ceremony although I guess associated with the ceremonies, the level of actually taking the mass of support which I would equate with becoming Buddhist I think it's an interesting concept and something that we should talk about there's a lot of people who are wary of quote unquote becoming Buddhist or saying that they're Buddhist or identifying themselves as buddhists some people even say "Huh, identifying yourself as anything is conceit there's an argument to be made there but there's also a very strong argument to be made for the good on a conventional level of identifying yourself as a buddhist because it provides you with a um, sort of a filter or not a filter but a a guide to direct you so it informs your your actions right if you do something and you're not a buddhist well you know maybe i'll do something buddhist or i'll do something again that goes against the buddhist teachings but if you're buddhist and you know it and you think of yourself as that you're much more likely to do things in line with the buddhist teaching I think a lot of people are are um, they're not at that level where they feel like you know, they 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 might practice some meditation and think well this is useful but I don't know if I can accept the the Buddha as my my refuge as my um, sort of guide can I accept the Dhamma as my guide or do I want to look outside of the Dhamma for guidance, that kind of thing, and that's reasonable, that's understandable, nobody's ever going to try to force you to become Buddhist or push you to become Buddhist, but in the context of this quote, I think it's important to talk about the the benefit of becoming Buddhist, which I think there is, and so I think um, when we talk about someone through whom you take refuge, uh, I think part of it has to do with someone who can provide you with the answers and with the conviction and with the appreciation of of the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha to the extent that you decide you want to become Buddhist. You want to take the Buddha as your support, your guide. But that can even be someone who convinces you, not convinces you, but shows you how to practice meditation and tells you the benefits of it and gives you an appreciation of the Buddhist teaching because it's just about taking help, right? You could argue that anybody who practices the Buddhist teaching, any kind of Buddhist meditation is going to the Buddha for refuge, going to the Dhamma for refuge, going to the Sangha for refuge. So it doesn't have to be a ceremony and you don't have to call yourself Buddhist. I just think there's something to be said for it. So finding uh, the right community and someone who provides you with that appreciation is, I think, pretty awesome. I remember waking up at 3 in the morning during my first meditation course and told this story several times, but it just wasn't getting better. It was really awful because I'd just come out of, spent the millennium drinking and smoking, and then like five days later, I went off to practice meditation. It was really bad. I woke up, at, I went to sleep really bummed out about it, and, you know, just really stressed about how awful I was doing in the course, how I couldn't get my mind to calm down. and I was just really messed up, didn't really know what I was doing. I knew that I was having a bad time, though. I woke up at 3 a.m., and it just wasn't getting better, and I didn't blame the course or the center at all. I really blamed myself and said, man, I'm messed up. Um, But I didn't know what to do. And so uh, I was wandering around at 3 a.m. and I saw this golden Buddha statue in a bamboo. Back then they had this bamboo hall where we did walking meditation. And uh, there was a big golden Buddha image in it. So I immediately uh, gravitated towards it i bent i i I knelt down in front of the buddha and i went through the refuge and i was crying and it really helped you know to just say you know i get it because it was part of it was just like i get it i'm i'm really this i need this i need to straighten up and uh, so i just you know gave myself as a student to the buddha and really considered I'm not saying that this is how it should go, but this is, in my, in my uh, experience, it was quite useful. You know, it wasn't enough. Obviously, I had to do a lot of work still, but um, taking refuge was a, was a real support for me. You know, they talk about how it takes some of the pressure off of you because you put yourself, you, know, <laughs> you put your trust, which, you know, is, can be dangerous if you're putting your trust in something not trustworthy, but if you put your trust in something trustworthy, it takes some of the burden off of you to have to worry about, are you doing the right thing or so on. You, know, you just put your trust and you say, come what may, I'm going to follow this. It makes it easier and it, it, it gives you the encouragement, can help you through your practice. But um, you really only take refuge in the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha. Technically, when you become a Sotapanna, so Sotapanna takes refuge in the Buddha. But I, I, the commentary likes the commentary does something good, and it says, "No, this is just referring to someone who um, gives the formula and helps you to make a determination that you're going to follow the Buddha's teaching, whatever that formula may take." Because the second one, someone who teaches you the Four Noble Truths, well, that's someone who leads you to Sotapan. A Sotapan is someone who sees and understands the Four Noble Truths. So you could argue that anyone who teaches you intellectually what are the Four Noble Truths, well, that's not easy to find and that person has done you a good service. But that's not what the commentary says is happening here. And the Four Noble Truths from a practical perspective are really the core of vipassana, the core of what we're trying to gain. So if you wonder, why the heck am I doing this, walking, sitting so much? What's the real reason? You're trying to understand the Four Noble Truths. The first one, you're trying to understand suffering. and You're trying to understand that there is suffering and that the things which we cling to are actually unsatisfying or stressful. Everything, if you have physical things that you cling to, thoughts that you cling to, emotions that you cling to, sights, or sounds, or smells, or tastes, or feelings, sights, sounds, smells, tastes, feelings, or thoughts, uh, that you cling to, that's that's a cause for suffering. So the second noble truth is that it's the craving that causes suffering the clinging, the trying to fix things or trying to keep things, trying to maintain things, that's suffering. Partiality that makes you want things to be a certain way and want them not to be a, a different way. The cessation, the third truth is the cessation of suffering. I mean, that's the awesome one. When there's no more craving, there's no more suffering. That's it, quite simple. So, that's, so the first two are really the ones that we work on in meditation. And when you get to the point where you are able to let go of craving, when you really let go, then the third one. There's the cessation of suffering. The fourth one is the path to the cessation of suffering. It's last because it's the, it answers the question, well, okay, you want to be free from suffering, how do you do that? So the fourth one sums it all up and says there is an eightfold noble path and that's what leads to the cessation of suffering. So the intellectual appreciation is quite useful, but someone who helps you see these things, who helps you actually practice so that you see that the things that you cling to, and in fact you're clinging in general, is all stressful, it's all useless. That person is, the person who helps you see nirvana for the first time, that's a hard person to find. And so that's a useful thing, you know. The reason why it's a useful person is because seeing nirvana is the most awesome thing you can see. It uh, eradicates doubt and wrong view and wrong practice because you know the right practice because you've seen the truth. We've seen the goal. And the third person who's of great benefit is the person who helps you destroy defilement. So that's someone who helps you become an arahant, helps you become free from all defilements. So after becoming a Sotapanna, commentaries, this is the person who helps you then go on to become a arahant. Yang Pugalang Agamma Pugalo Aswanang Anasavang Anasawang Jeta Vimutting Panya Vimutting Diteva Dhamme Sayang Abhinyasachikatva Upasambadja Vihabti Which person, depending on which person, a person abides having attained through seeing for oneself with higher knowledge in this very life with the destruction of the asava of the taints of the poisons in the mind. The freedom of mind, liberation of mind from the asavas. No, the untainted liberation of mind, the untainted liberation through wisdom. So liberation of mind actually is probably better. Liberation through through um, meditation, I guess you would say, through samatha through tranquility, and then the medit- vimutti is liberation through wisdom. Jhito vimutti, panya vimutti. No, that's awesome. You know, if you can find someone who helps you do that, I mean, really, the Buddha is the one who does all of these for us. We still have the Buddha; he's still around. For his teachings teachings like this teachings in the tipitika we still have his teachings and they're very good teachings you can doubt that it, this is all exactly what the buddha said that's fine but there's no reason to doubt the teachings in the tipitika not in general you want to doubt some specifics that's fine i don't disagree with that but the general message and teachings in the pitika are very powerful and have a great great benefit to us all so the fact that we've come across this someone who in the, in the history who we never met had this uh, system and this understanding of reality it's just this is something that we should appreciate so this is the sutta is about appreciation, appreciation of good things, and sort of laying out what are good things and appreciation of people like the Buddha, who, well, the Buddha who uh, brought us these things. Just a short sutta, but a good quote. Anyway, <clears throat> that's the dhamma for tonight. I'm going to post the hangout if anybody has questions, you're welcome to come on. It's a busy time these days. Lots of things happening. Went to another Misca meeting, McMaster Indigenous students Community alliance or whatever, and they're going to work with us on the on the peace symposium. I really think it's important because uh, we can't talk about peace elsewhere or peace in general without addressing the fact that uh, Canada is Canada has a problem from the point of view of peace. You know, we're not at peace. We haven't made peace with the indigenous peoples of this country. And most people don't really know the extent of it, like the apartheid situation and the um, cultural genocide and the, the legacy of residential schools. They just picked up kids from their from their, their communities. Sometimes just kidnapped them and brought them to these residential schools. You can go you can go ahead you don't have to, you know, I'm just going to talk about other things since it's not a moment no, you're welcome to stay if you want did you have a question? so I really want them to be a part of our symposium, I really want to support them because um, I don't know, maybe it's not entirely Buddhist but it, I think there's an argument from the point of view of peace uh no i mean the big thing for me is the mental health issues because these people were really hurt and there's a lot of hurt a lot of anger a lot of self-hatred and not self-hatred but hatred for their own culture because they were brainwashed and told that it was wrong that kind of thing and told it was wrong to speak their own language i mean just The mental health issues, of course, then the sexual abuse and the physical abuse and emotional abuse that went on at these places. And just the emotional abuse of the whole thing being taken away from your families and your culture. It's just. And that's our legacy. I mean, I think this was happening up until the 90s or something. I don't know. There was just such stuff going on. Anyway, so um, I want to help them. I want to, I mean, not help them in the sense of, you know, uh, you know in a condescending sort of way, but be an ally. You know, do what I can to to uh, help them heal, to, to, be, to be supportive of their healing process. You know, Is there something I can do to own up to the responsibility that we all share? I McMaster mean, University is actually on their land, I think. It's like... I don't know. I don't know the history of it, but people don't appreciate the suffering that has gone on here. So that's interesting. And they're just nice people and they have nice traditions. Like we smudge, we have this smoke at their meetings and you put, you put the smoke over you and it's meant to represent Purifying your your thoughts, and you know, it's, it's a symbolic gesture, which I really like. I mean, Buddhists have symbolic gestures. The symbolic gesture of using the smoke to represent your good intentions. So they put it in their eyes so that they they look at things clearly, and in their mouth so that they remind them to speak clearly. Really good traditions i bet we'd have problems with some of the hunting and stuff that they do you know, it's not all roses but i'm not so interested in their culture as i am in helping them to find peace you know not actively but do whatever i can to support their journey to find peace because there's a lot of suffering high suicide rates on the reservations and drug abuse, alcohol abuse I I brought that up and they said maybe it's not that big of a problem down here but in the north it was apparently a big problem I went to high school with lots of indigenous people so there's that Uh, there's the peace symposium we're having a meeting tomorrow I went to the wellness center today talked to Taryn, she's really nice they're going to do they wanted to do something meditative and maybe they still will Uh, I hope they do. I'll have to go talk to her again about that, I think. Got my uh, religious studies. Remember I said I'm doing this paper on the Lotus Sutra. Well, I had to submit a proposal. Got it back today. I got a 95. And uh, I shouldn't talk about it. That's good. So I can still do this scholarly thing. When I get my paper written, I'm going to post it on the Internet and just have uh, have everybody out there check it for grammar and stuff. That's what I'll do. Because he said, make sure someone reads your, Our TA said, make sure someone reads. You shouldn't be the only one who reads your paper before you submit it. So I'll just get you guys to read it that people didn't i did that with my book my latest the second part of my book which i still haven't finished i think there's still one chapter left and then we'll finish so nobody's coming on the hangout i'll take that as a sign that i can go um nothing else happening what else is happening (laughs) Oh, there's too much stuff to think of. Got lists of stuff I have to do. Anyway, that's all for tonight. Thanks, guys. Have a good night.